your weekly stop for all things WVU and West Virginia high school sports. This is the Take Me Home Sports Podcast. Alongside John Fisher, here's your host, Matthew Cooper. Hello again, I am Matthew Cooper, your host of the Take Me Home Sports Podcast, joined as always by my co-host, John Fisher. What up, Matt? What's up, what's up? It is November, John. November 1st. Yep. How crazy does that sound? Uh, doesn't, Time doesn't for, sound uh, crazy to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, day no? after day. No, not no. crazy? Nope. Nope. It, uh, that's how a calendar works. Um, yeah, but, you know... It's it seems like it's coming fast, especially football season's already. I mean, last week of high school regular season, already week ten now of college football. That's that's not like not creeping up on you. Nope, I've been following it each week. So, well, John, you're no fun, bro. You're no fun. <laughs> I know. Anyway, John's having a bad day clearly, but let's get into it. Starting with. The disappointing Mountaineers from this weekend, and man, they were to put it nicely, they were outmatched. First drive of the game, Oklahoma State star running back Justice Hill gets hurt, and you, I mean, selfishly, you're thinking, all right, now you don't think you have to worry about Oklahoma State's run offense as much, but frankly, they put in the true freshman, and he just dominated the Mountaineer defense. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was looking like a, a big benefit to us that he was going out. And to be honest, they just won the line of scrimmage. That's what really killed us. Yeah, it seemed like every time they ran the ball, it was six yards before uh, the running back was even touched. They just, the Mountaineers were outmatched, out, out physical at their Oklahoma State, just pretty much manhandled. Yeah. Their front seven on both sides of the ball just manhandled. West Virginia's, and it was, you got, frankly, a blowout because of that. Yeah. West Virginia had those two quick scores in the third quarter to make it a game, but really 50-39, it wasn't that close. You know, from the start, whenever we, they uh, fumbled the first time, I was like, oh, it could be a good day. Then we didn't uh, do anything. And then they fumbled again. I'm like, "They're, they're trying to give us this game. And then Greer threw that interception and was like, Oh boy. Well, we'll see how today goes. Yeah, yeah, they got the turnovers and frankly in the past versus Oklahoma State, that's what always killed West Virginia the last couple of years anyway was Oklahoma State's being able to force turnovers and West Virginia not. But early in this game, West Virginia was forcing those turnovers just not taking advantage. At the end of the first quarter, they were down what was it? 14-0 and Oklahoma State had two turnovers. So, you can't have that if you want to win, especially versus a good team. And yeah. that's what happened here. And I mean, Will Greer's been great all season, but he just did not have it Saturday. He was forcing throws. Uh, I feel like he was trying to do too much, and the offensive line wasn't giving him any help at all. So he, you had Will Greer's first bad game as a West Virginia Mountaineer. Yeah, uh, offensive line didn't help him at all, but a lot of his throws were way behind guys. And, of course, you could say that that factored into um, – the weather factored into that, but he was he was just missing really, uh, and we didn't have a run game going at all. Our receivers couldn't catch anything. I mean, Oklahoma State had to play in the same um, weather conditions as us, so we we just got beat. They just uh, played way better than us. 
Yeah, uh, looking at the stats, Will Greer threw four picks. So that QBR of 3.6, which is nowhere near what he usually is at, usually in the 80s. We talked about Justice Hill getting hurt. J.D. King, the true freshman back that came in for him, 36 carries, 142 yards, and one touchdown. So Oklahoma State just pounded the football right at West Virginia. West Virginia knew it was coming, and they frankly, they couldn't stop it. Just it wasn't a pretty game for the Mountaineers. We talked about it going into it. I said West Virginia's success of this season has a huge outcome on this game to determine the success of this year. And to have the Mountaineers come out looking like that, just frankly getting outplayed in every facet of the ball, just wasn't pretty at all. Wasn't pretty. Dana said it's going to get real uh, uncomfortable around there. Said that, I mean, that's going to apply to both players and coaches. I think, obviously, that there's just been some uh, disappointment uh, developing some of our players. Uh, we've mentioned depth all year, and I think that you're you're really seeing that. It's just, it's. I'm going to be interested to see how we respond this week. This week is, um, I have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah, looking ahead, the next four games, it doesn't get any easier for the Mountaineers. First up, home game versus Iowa State. Iowa State's one of the best teams in the country right now. They've beaten Oklahoma and TCU in the last three weeks. And then they go to Kansas State, which is never a a gimme for the Mountaineers. They've struggled there before. Then Texas and finish the season with Oklahoma. So they could easily go with one win in these next four weeks. Maybe even no wins if they play as bad as they did Saturday and if they don't pick things up. Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's scary to think about. But um, that's the reality that we're in right now. This That was not a good game. Yeah. So looking more at this game, John, is there anything that stood out that, that you were just maybe impressed by or more likely disappointed in? Well, obviously I was impressed with David Long being in on every single play. My word. He is the... He's the most impressive player on our team week in and week out, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's it, it almost looked like he was the only one who wanted to win. Uh, he just kept making plays after play. He had like seven tackles for a loss in the game. It was just ins- it was awesome watching him because if he didn't make the tackle, Oklahoma State was getting eight yards of play on the yeah. run, on the ground. Yeah, he he impressed the heck out of me. Another player that really impressed me was Kenny Robinson from the safety spot as. You know that he's been playing cornerback some. With Toy Savory being out, they dropped uh, Drayvon Askew Henry to the Bandit and moved Kenny to a free. He looked like he was having a lot of fun out there. Uh, even had that pick six. That was awesome. You know, he, he had a couple hiccups here and there. But overall, I, I like what I see out of Kenny Robinson. Yeah, so you, Kenny Robinson was at free and uh, Drayvon Askew Henry moved to Bandit. And I'll say, I don't know if he was confused with... A new position, but Drayvon Askew Henry did not look comfortable out there on Saturday at all. Looked like every time he was in a position to make a play, he whiffed on the tackle or something, and it was a disappointing game from Askew Henry. Yeah, it just looks a little hesitant, like he lost a little bit of his speed from his uh, torn ACL, and it's also definitely gotten people wondering, you know, was it just a product of uh, him being his freshman year when he was a freshman All-American, him being surrounded by K.J. Dillon, Carl Joseph, Daryl Worley, all these NFLers, and they kind of masked his weaknesses. I, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know if there's a, a clear, concise answer out there or if it's just injury or what it is, but definitely, I think, has been kind of disappointing this year. Yeah, I, I obviously it is tough to come back from an ACL injury. You miss a whole season. You're going to be rough, rusty, but now you're in week 10 and or week last week was week 9, and you see that. It's just a little disappointing. Hopefully, he has a good offseason and gets things figured out, and maybe even you see it in these next four weeks where he starts to pick things up heading into bowl game and the offseason. Yeah. Uh, one thing, Matthew, that I don't know if they said it on TV at all, but Mike Daniels came out of the game really really early and I don't know if that was just because he was getting eaten alive or if that was due to injury I don't think it was due to injury because Dana didn't say anything about it but he he had a kind of a disappointing game yeah they on the tv they showed no injury didn't even mention it really so I think it was just a coach's decision he was not he was being outplayed outmatched so they took him out so let's with that said let's move on to uh Iowa State like I said they're they're playing some great football right now and as crazy as it sounds they're they control their destiny to get to the big 12 championship and frankly they're in the best spot because they've already beaten tcu and oklahoma so that's that's the kind of season it's been for iowa state and here they come into the west virginia in the morgantown for a 330 game this saturday and to the shock of me anyway west virginia's actually favored in this game i'm i'm shocked I, as well don't know why, don't know how. If you watch the last two weeks of both these teams, you're not you're not picking West Virginia. Yeah, so if West Virginia doesn't surprising. get it turned around, if yeah, if they don't get it turned around and play some good football this week, they're gonna lose. Iowa State made a quarterback change a few weeks ago to Park and he has he's a senior this year, never played before this season, and then played versus Oklahoma and their offense has turned it around since then. And you, you see them winning these games. I never thought in my lifetime that I, I would see uh, Iowa State ranked uh, ahead of West Virginia coming into a game at Morgantown. Uh, that's that's one thing that is so surprising to me. And I'm actually going to be surprised if Matt Campbell, is uh, their head coach, is still a coach at Iowa State next year. I think that he will be scooped up by one of these top-tier programs that are looking for new coaches. Last four games for Iowa State. Beat Oklahoma in Norman. Kansas beat them 45-0. to and then in Texas Tech, which I thought this was a very impressive win by itself, they won 31-13. That's a week after West Virginia had to come back from down 17 to beat the Red Raiders at home. And then last week just dominated a, Tex- a TCU offense that was putting up points week in, week out, beat them 14-7. to So these guys are beating teams in different ways, scoring points, Playing good defense. Just listen, the last three weeks they've given up 0, 13, and 7. And those offenses include TCU and Texas Tech. Yeah, that's that's insane. Uh, and what our offense did last week, that's that's pretty scary going into that. I don't I don't know uh, how we're gonna be able to put up points on them. Yeah. West Virginia's not being able has not been able to run the ball the last four weeks or so. And which is finally catching up to Will, Will Greer and the passing offense, who is not getting a lot of time. It's it's going to come to the guys up front. How are they going to play? Holgerson said to have a team meeting earlier this week to talk about the physicality of his team. It's going is how are the players going to respond? Frankly, is what it's going to come down to. Are they going to 
tank yeah. after a few adversity, or are they going to come out and play better football? Yeah, uh, that's this this game will dictate how the rest of the season goes uh, for sure to see how we respond to this. But it, it just seems like to me that we've lost a little bit of our edge, a little bit of of the want to. Of course, everybody says, "Oh, well, they want it just as bad." I don't know. You know, I think that Oklahoma State wanted it more. You see them hustling more, just being overall all around the ball more on defense, especially. Some of our guys seem to be taking plays off, so I I don't. I think that our heart may not be in it, which is very uh, concerning to me. Uh, there's, uh, I honestly didn't think, uh, even even going into last week, thinking that if we lose, oh, we're still good. Uh, I didn't imagine a scenario like this where we looked as sloppy as we did. And sloppy games happen, but uh, especially to the number eight team uh, in the nation. But that's you. You just have to be a lot sharper you you expect to be much more crisp by this point in the season definitely yeah it was just the whole time watching that game I really wanted to turn the tv off because I was so disappointed but you know as a Mountaineer fan I was sticking with it and then in the third quarter when they started making that comeback I was like all right maybe maybe this is gonna be one of those games where West Virginia has no business winning and they squeeze out somehow but the offense never got it together and uh, Oklahoma State put it away to for a 50 to 39 victory and now you see West Virginia going into or playing Iowa State and before the season West Virginia fans were counting this as an easy win but now at this point it's not so we'll see how the Mountaineers play and John I'm gonna ask have to ask for your prediction is West oh, Virginia able to gosh pick up on the offense and win this game or is it going to be more of the same of the last couple weeks uh i think this is maybe the first time my heart and my brain have disagreed major and vegas even vegas going with my heart when my brain says otherwise that's kind of a shock that west virginia is favored i've been thinking it over uh yeah Heart wins out every time. I, I have to stick with the Mountaineers. Well, uh, my brain is smarter than my heart, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cyclones. <laughs> I just think West Virginia is not playing football, quality football that's compared to Iowa State, and with Iowa State's defense playing as good as they are, holding TCU to seven points, I think West Virginia looks sloppy again this week, and Iowa State picks up a. 24 to 17 victory something like that i don't think it's gonna be pretty i'm hoping that west virginia responds to holgerson this week and to the disappointment of last week and pull it together because this could turn this season can turn ugly really fast uh obviously yep. it's not where any of the mountaineer fans wanted it to be but it can still be a respectable season if they pull off a couple more wins and then get a bowl win but if they lose this game it could get ugly real fast so hopefully they oh, pull yeah. it together and get a victory on Saturday at home against the Cyclones yep uh, John I'm sure you saw of course you saw this was the first week of the college football playoff rankings and I wanted to get a couple of your opinions on it okay what, uh, what did you... I, 
I understand let's just hear why it. they let's just put, hear it. Let's just hear it. Yeah. I, I, under, I understand why they put Georgia ahead of Alabama, but I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, Bama hasn't done anything wrong. It's more of a Georgia has done everything right. But I mean, I understand that the committee saying because of quality wins, but that that still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, because Bama has just been so dominant, so dominant uh, in every single game. So it's hard for me not to see Bama at one. I'd I'd be okay with uh, Georgia at two, honestly. Um, I don't I don't have any problem with that. Uh, I like Notre Dame getting in there. Uh, they've they've looked real good this year. Uh, so that that's not really a surprise. And Clemson, uh, a little little surprised. Um, but I, I guess they factoring in Kelly Bryant's injury. But I'm I'm I don't have any problems major problems with the top four. I actually love that Georgia's number one because who has Alabama beat? Yes, they've dominated everyone, but Georgia's dominated everyone too, and they beat Notre Dame, who you just said has been very impressive this season. They're number three in the country. Georgia beat them. Alabama's best win is a three and five or two and five Florida State team. Georgia has beaten Tennessee forty one zero. They beat Florida forty two seven. So Georgia has, I mean, yes, people can say Alabama versus Georgia on a neutral field this week. Who do you think is going to win? And I'm sure most people are going to say Alabama. But it's what's uh, theoretical and what's actually happened, what's reality. And if you look at the resume, if you look at reality, Georgia's been more impressive this, this, to this point. And if Alabama goes out and beats LSU – by 28 on Saturday or 35 or something like that, I w- it would not surprise me at all if Alabama passes Georgia, but the committee doesn't look ahead. They do to what this point in the season. Frankly, it doesn't matter at all to what the committee says right now. But if the playoffs were today and these were the rankings, I think that would be 100% correct. But one thing that I thought was huge for the Big 12 was the fact that Oklahoma is at 5 which is great for the Big 12 because if Oklahoma wins out, they're going to be in the top four. It's shocking to some to see them ahead of Ohio State and Penn State. In the AP poll, they're something like 9 or 10. But Oklahoma beat Ohio State, so it makes sense. I like what the committee is doing, showing head-to-head. They're showing resume and strength schedule, so I like it. I like the rankings. I don't really have any complaints about it. So with that said, I think we can transition into some high school football, and we'll start with our player of the week from last week, and it was the first time we picked a game of this team all year, not because they're not any good, frankly, because they're too good, and that was Martinsburg, who played number four, Musselman, last week, and we had to pick that game, it was two versus four in the state, and by halftime, it was 49-0, Martinsburg. And led, led by Tyson Badgett, who threw for 385 yards, four touchdowns passing, and then two more on the ground. The leader of that Martinsburg offense, uh, one of the Kennedy Award finalists. And, John, is there anybody who can beat Martinsburg in the playoffs this season? Potentially Huntington, but those it's just those two, I think. And I don't... Even Huntington. I mean, Huntington's good. They're dominating, too. But Martinsburg, 
is just on another level. I think this is one of the best Martinsburg teams they had. They've had uh, at least. Uh, I agree with that. Compare comparing with their schedules, they're just dominating everyone. The fact it's forty nine zero at half against the number four team in the state, it's crazy. Yeah. Don't want to. You, you don't want to be a team that has to face Martinsburg in the first or second round. But with that said, it's the last week of West Virginia high school football before playoffs. It's exciting. Seeds are working out. Few teams to de- to determine are they going to be in. Is AAA going to have two four and six teams? There's only already one four and six team guaranteed in the playoffs. Five is the new six in AAA. So it's it's exciting there. And then single A and double A. A lot of the powerhouse is still up front. It's just it's going to be a very exciting November of football leading up to the Wheeling. And we'll start with our picks this week uh, to a team we were just discussing, which is Huntington, who host rival and five and four Cabell Midland. Cabell Midland, they've had a they've had a tough schedule, uh, losing to two out of state games to Anderson and Belfry, and then Spring Valley and Capital also. Spring Valley, to my shock, dominated Cabell Midland last week. Did not expect that at all. Spring Valley's playing some great football, but John is is hunting or is Cabell Midland going to be able to put up enough points and then stop Huntington to get a victory here against the Highlanders? Uh, I actually would not be surprised just because uh, sometimes when you're nine and zero, getting ready to go into playoffs, you can get contempt with where you're at and not not take it as serious. You don't want to get hurt. You're trying to feel good going in in the playoffs, so guys would take plays off. And Midland, I, they, they're they so up and down this year. Times I'm like, wow, this is a really, really good Midland team. And other times I'm like, goodness, they just got dominated. But I think Huntington, I, I'm going to pick Huntington to win, but I, I think it's going to be much closer than expected. Yeah, Midland, I think Midland's going to be able to put up points against the tough Huntington defense. They still have arguably the best running back duo in the state with Duncan and Vaughn and uh, Huntington. They have a great defense, but I actually expect them to win this game, Huntington, in a bit of a high-scoring matchup. But like you, I think the Highlanders, Midland's defense is just weak, and I think Huntington's going to be able to light them up on their way to a 10-0 season. Next up, we have Battle of the Charleston rivalry, and that is Capital at G-Dub. G-Dub, another team, 5-4 and four, like Midland. You don't expect them to be there, but here they are. Capital, a team that's lost some close games and won some close games. and This is a big game for uh, seeding-wise, and I think just I paid attention a lot last week to George Washington uh, Hurricane. It was on the radio. I listened, and GW wasn't able to score points, and frankly, I think that's what gets them again here, I think. Capital is able to shut down that George Washington offense and get a victory rather convincingly on the hill. Yeah, I don't, this is one that I, I really don't expect to be pl- uh, close because uh, of G Dub's uh, struggling offense, and I don't think that their defense is uh, that elite either to shut down Capitals. Capitals' uh, high-powered offense. So uh, even though it's at G-Dub, I, I still think Capital wins this game. Yeah, so moving on uh, is John Marshall. 
uh, versus Wheeling Park. John Marshall's hosting Wheeling Park. Wheeling Park, another 5-4 and four team versus 7-2 and two John Marshall. John Marshall coming off the victory last week over Morgantown. And Morgantown dominated Wheeling Park a couple weeks ago. So if you just look at that matchup, you have to edge to John Marshall. And that's what I'm going to do here. Wheeling Park had a lot of expectations for them coming into this season. And they're sitting at 5-4. and four And I'm going to think they're going to go 5-5 five and five with a loss to John Marshall this week. Yeah. Uh, I, Wheeling Park is one of the most disappointing teams uh, in the state for me this year. I had really high expectations. They've uh, let me down several weeks. Uh, if you recall, I, I seemed to pick them almost every week. Uh, and they every time I picked them, they, they lost. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, John Marshall uh, at home. Sometimes when you're just feeling good, you got it. And uh, I think that this is one that they continue their role. All right, John, we're 3-3 three of three this this far. And next we have a single-A, double-A game. South Harrison, number two in single-A, sitting at 8-1, and one, traveling to Liberty Harrison. Another 8-1 and one team in number six in double-A. This is going to be a very good game. Uh, but, you know, I picked South Harrison last week in their lone loss this year. And I heard reports that they just got banged up. Faced a lot of injuries, and that's why I'm going to have to go Liberty Harrison here. Both very good football teams, but I think South South Harrison is going to wobble their way into the playoffs with another loss this week. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I'm also picking uh, Liberty to win this game. Uh, Injuries are playing a key factor into this, so that's... That and coming off a, a tough loss, sometimes when you're down, you're just staying down. So that's that's going to be tough. It would be very impressive for them if they're able to uh, pull out the win, uh, but I just don't see it happening this week. And uh, they're going to have to get it going to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, uh, hopefully they get healthy by the playoffs and are full gear uh, next week. Another double A game is. Mingo Central 9-0 facing Winfield 7-2. This game would be a huge victory for Winfield. Winfield only has two losses this year. One to Hurricane back all the way back in week one. And then one to Wayne. So they're 7-1 versus double-A teams. And they've been impressive. They've been blowing out teams. and that, But you have Mingo Central, the reigning champs, looking to go 10-0 for the second straight season. Led by, of course, Jeremy Dillon. But they're going to Winfield. And, you know, I think this game's going to be really close. I think Winfield has enough. Their passing attack has been on fire of late. Andrew Huff is looking great. But I said they're going to keep it close. But Mingo Central's going to win this game in a tight one and go to 10-0. and But Winfield has a good year at 7-3 and and gets into the playoffs. Would you stop picking the same uh, things to me? This, this is going to make us 5-5. Five uh, yeah, Winfield is is seems to be firing right on all cylinders, uh, but this is still Mingo Central, still one of the top teams in the state, not just Double A. Uh, so I, I'm going to have to, even though I I think that being on the road uh, and nine and zero, that's that's kind of going to play a little bit of factor into it. But uh, I think that just overall talent, they'll will co- help them beat Winfield. All right, final game of the uh, of the week is number nine Hurricane hosting St. Albans. St. Albans fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, they haven't made the playoffs since 2007 when they lost in the state championship game 
So that's what's on the line here for the Scott Tinsley and the Red Dragons. Hurricane came off, coming off a huge victory last week on the Hill. Uh, their first win ever there since George Washington moved from Laley Field to their home games at the Hill. So that was a great victory for the Redskins. St. Albans, they've played some good football a lot of this season. And you know what? I, I want them to be in the playoffs, but I can't see them getting the job done here versus Hurricane Christian Hill is healthy. Uh, Hurricane's sophomore running back, and I think Hurricane just has too many offensive weapons and defensive talent for St. Albans to pull off a victory on Friday night at Scott Tinsley's return to Redskins Stadium after serving as their offense coordinator for a few seasons. Well, we finally differ. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with St. Albans. I think that this is just going to be a game of uh, want and how bad does St. Albans want it? Hurricane, I think that they're going to be contempt okay with just being in the playoffs right now. Uh, you know, they're they're not trying to do anything uh, super impressive. But St. Albans, you know, they want that uh, first first shot at being in, in the playoffs since 2007, like you said. So uh, I think that, you know, they'll go into Hurricane and, and they'll win it on Hurricane Senior Night, get in the playoffs. Foo-hoo. There you go, John. Always always picking against Hurricane. Uh, but, you know, it could happen. It could happen if Hurricane doesn't come out ready to play because St. Albans will be. This is their Super Bowl because it's win or go home pretty much for them. Though a lot of things have to happen if they want to lose and get in. But, you know, Scott Tinsley and company, they just want to silence that and win this game. I but picked Hurricane week, last week. Like we, and I picked Hurricane uh, – uh, against Parkersburg when I, I really wasn't feeling Parkersburg and I picked a uh, hurricane against Spring Valley. All right. Not, I don't always pick against hurricane. All right. All right. All right. It just, it's just what it seems. It's just what it seems. But anyway, next week is West Virginia high school football playoffs. And we're going to get an in-depth preview of that next week. So it should be, so make sure before, uh, next Friday, Make sure to listen to that. It's going to be exciting, going to be good stuff. So come back for that next Friday or next week and hear all of our previews and predictions of all the games. But with that said, let's move on to our college football picks this week and what should be another exciting week of college football. And it's November now. These games these games are just better. Uh, you have Bedlam this week, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which could determine playoff aspirations and Big 12 title hopes for both those teams. Should be a great game there. It's in Stillwater. John, just let me know, do you have that game in your weekly picks? Duh. You do? Alright, then I won't ask for your prediction now, but I don't have that game in my weekly picks, so I'll make my prediction. I think Oklahoma... Oklahoma wins this game. Baker Mayfield does his Baker Mayfield stuff and pulls out a close victory in Stillwater. So there, I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. But before, or now I'll get into some of my weekly picks, starting with wait, wait, wait Florida a at Missouri. Wait a second. Why would you not have that in your things if uh, Oklahoma's the underdog? You know that? Yeah, I'm They're getting points, it, but I don't have enough... Uh, John, okay, John, all right, wait, okay. John. What's your what's your what's your rest record this year in high school football? Uh, forty-one and nineteen. Forty-one. Ooh, 19. I'm forty-three and I'm forty-three and seventeen. So, 
And we picked five of six this week, so I guess I'm I'm the guaranteed winner of the West or For the high school season. picks of the season. For All right, we'll season. we'll continue into the playoffs. What's your uh, do you have your updated NCAA picks? Twenty five and twenty eight. Ooh, I don't. Maybe I didn't count a week. I'm I'm at twenty six and twenty one. Maybe I didn't count a week. I'll go back and do the numbers later. But I I'm four and two the last two weeks, so I'm 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 kind of on fire. Just want to throw that out. Okay. There. Okay, we'll see. All right, so I'll start it out this week with Florida at Missouri. Florida, as you all know, just fired their coach. Uh, Florida, as you know, just fired their coach and has been terrible all season. Their offense has been terrible for a while now, and they they got Missouri at Missouri this week, and Missouri's offense lights it up. Drew Locke, quarterback. So I think Missouri's able to put up enough points just to outscore Florida and cover the three and a half points that they're getting. Next up, it seems like I picked this team weekly. I'm going to do it again because, you know, they haven't let me down. And that's Georgia hosting South Carolina and getting 24 points. Take it. I know it's huge. South Carolina's actually been playing well, but Georgia's been the best team in the country. That's why they're number one, and they're going to cover again this week. Uh, next up is Auburn at Texas A&M. Texas A&M's getting 15, or, yeah, Auburn's favored by 15 points at Kyle Field. No. Texas A&M kept Alabama to 8 points at Kyle Field. They're going to keep it closer to Auburn. Texas A&M's played some good football. They're, they're right. They're, I mean, they're not great, but they're, they're not that bad either where they're going to lose by 16 at home to Auburn. Next, I have Stanford at Washington State. Washington State's been struggling after their hot start. They're favored by two and a half points here. And that's why I'm going to have to go with Stanford. Stanford, you know, they're, they've been all right. and Not not great, but good enough to win some games. And I think they're going to be good enough to win this week, too, and pull off a victory over, over Washington State. Next up is Penn State at Michigan State. Penn State coming off a tough loss where they blew a 17-point lead or something to Ohio State. So they're down in the dumps right now. But, you know, some teams react to that and come out firing on Saturday. And I think James Franklin's going to help his guys do that this week. And I think they're going to be able to pull off a big victory over Michigan State and cover the nine-point spread that they have. And actually, my last pick of the game, you talked you talked me into it, John. I'm switching who I had here, and I'm going with Oklahoma plus three at Oklahoma State because Baker Mayfield is a beast, and he's going to beat Oklahoma State. There you go. There are my six picks. What was your pick, just so I can know? It, you don't need Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I agree with you. on. I have two of the same things. Uh, I, I'm taking Oklahoma in the points. I think that they can very easily win this game outright. That's uh, Oklahoma State has not been impressive to me, honestly, uh, this year since their hot start. Even last week, I think it was more West Virginia was bad than Oklahoma State good, um, and, and they were just better than us. Uh, but I don't, I don't think that uh, you can play like that against Oklahoma. I know in Oklahoma uh, had that tough loss to uh, Iowa State, but I, I think they're just overall better. So I, I think Oklahoma wins outright, so give me Oklahoma in the points. Uh, another game that I agree with you at, although you got a more uh, favorable spread, I got Georgia minus uh, 25. Uh, I, I, I love them this year. 
uh, South Carolina has uh, been pretty disappointing. Uh, uh, games that I expected them to just uh, win, play close or lost, uh, and Georgia's just been so dominant, so giving Georgia to cover. Uh, another game that I have uh, is Arizona plus 7.5 at Southern Cal. Give me Arizona, and I actually think that Arizona, uh, if we picked at least one upset a week, I'd pick Arizona to be my upset. Uh, they are they're playing uh, firing on all cylinders right now. Khalil Tate, their quarterback, is looking really good. Uh, basically, they're Pat White under Rich Rod. Uh, Pac-12 player, offensive player of the week, four straight weeks. I mean, he's been on fire. Southern Cal has been a mess. Uh, your, your boy Matt, Sam Darnold, uh, looking like a head case each week. Uh, I'm I'm not a believer in him, really. Um, and so, give me Arizona. I, I think Arizona wins straight up. Um, another game I'm going is Clemson minus 7.5 at NC State. This one is kind of concerning to me. Um, because NC State has played uh, their hit or miss each week. Uh, last week, Notre Dame blew them out. Uh, Clemson, I, I think that Clemson's defense is good enough to basically shut down NC State. So, uh, no matter what Clemson scores on offense, that they should be able to really cover a seven and a half. Another game, Ohio State minus sixteen and a half at Iowa. Ohio State, uh, especially coming off a big win. Uh, like they do, I expect them, Urban Meyer and Steph, to to keep it going, um, and I think that they they cover 16 and a half. I think they just blow Iowa out completely. It'll be all one-sided Ohio State. And then my final game is we've seen them uh, against West Virginia this year is Virginia Tech on the road at Miami. Um, the U they're undefeated, but they have not been that impressive. Uh, I think the rankings kind of reflect that, but. This is going to be their first uh, true test, Miami's, and I think that Virginia Tech just absolutely kills them. Uh, two and a half points is what, what what the spread is, and I think that Virginia Tech covers that. Uh, this. Virginia Tech will shut them down uh, with their defense, and uh, Jackson, their quarterback, will run all over Miami uh, Miami's defense. So those are my six picks. I like them. I was I was close to picking that Virginia Tech. I, I think they're better than Miami. Uh, Miami struggles each week versus not very good teams. So I like I'm a fan of your picks. Obviously, we agreed on two of them. So there you go. I think, I think we're both going to have a good week of of betting. What do you think about my Arizona pick? I, I I mean, Arizona's playing some good football. Uh, Rich Rod found his Pat White that he's been looking for since 2007, and he's been lights out. And there are USC – I mean, I, I don't think that, like you, where Sam Darnold's a bust or whatever you said, I think Sam Darnold's just ha- forcing things, trying to do it all because he doesn't have much help. But, yeah, I mean, USA, USC is just not a very good football team right now. So I was close to picking that game too, actually, but I decided to go elsewhere. Gotcha. Um, but, John, you know, after being so disappointed in the Mountaineers on Saturday on the football field, their basketball team played a exhibition for the Hurricane Relief against Albany, and you know they looked, they looked, or I mean, obviously I, I wasn't able to watch it, but just following the stats and stuff, it looked like they were hitting their threes, playing some good basketball. Fouling a lot, <laughs> my word! The, the fouling may be a big issue with this team. Well, that's not a good thing uh, because. 
I mean, they don't have as much depth this year. Bob Huggins had already said that he might not run full throttle press like he has been doing. So they, they do need to figure that out if they, they want to uh, keep running the press. Yep. Uh, this, But, you know, it's it's good. Went to a good cause. Uh, all, all the proceeds did. So, uh, but, you know, uh, I, I'm not really having any major worries for our, our basketball team this year. Great to see Lamont West putting up 26. Expect him to take a big step forward this year, especially with the suspension of Issa Ahmad. Javon Carter getting 15, doing what he does. It's just, I think this is going to be a really good team this season. I don't know if you all saw, but just recently the preseason AP poll came out in West Virginia. I wanted them to get in that top 10. I really did, but just just outside of it at 11, USC topped them at 10. Uh, so 10 in the coaches poll, 11 in the AP poll. Some high expectations this year for the Mountaineers, and their first game of the season will be a matchup of ranked teams in Germany because Texas A&M squeezed in at 25. So that's something to look forward to just a week away, isn't it? What's the date on the first game of the year? Uh, yeah, uh, ju- just over a week away. Uh, November 10th is is when uh, West Virginia and Texas A&M play. So next Friday, it's crazy as that sounds, it's almost here. So that's going to be something fun and exciting to look forward to. West Virginia starting out with a, a very good game. And it's going to be a cool setting, too, in Germany. So that's something to look forward to. All right, John, tell, tell me a little bit something about the uh, Mountaineers and the pros. Who who stepped up this week for their NFL teams? Well, Bruce Irvin uh, has has made our cut again. He had four tackles and two tackles for a loss. So uh, he's contributing a lot to that uh, Oakland Raiders defense and Daryl Worley um, was benched last week, I believe, or two weeks ago. Uh, he got a, he was starting again, had four tackles and a pass breakup. So that's that's good to see a, a progress from him from the second year NFL uh, uh, pro. Great to see Worley getting back on the field and producing for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, John, I'm sure a lot of our Mountaineer fans saw this, but but uh, the Mountaineers on the football side of things got a huge recruit commit this week tell us a little bit about Quantel Reigns yeah let's go straight into our recruiting news and boom West Virginia gets a big commit from Quantel Reigns four-star safety out of Aliquippa uh, Pennsylvania uh, he this is one of our biggest kids in in recent years I think uh, I'm super high on him I uh, I think that he's going to play a spur he's 6'2 200 um one thing that I think he needs to get a little bit better at is his pass coverage. His hips aren't the most fluid, um, which you'd want uh, a, a spur to obviously. A spur does everything. They're the leader on the defense. Uh, Tony for Gibson the, says For the fans that don't know, it's, it's Kaiser White's position this season. Yes, yes. It, it's a hybrid linebacker slash safety. You do it all. Um, that, that's the most, most important role. I think that uh, he he won't redshirt next year. I don't think that he'll come in and start. Uh, but I, I think that he can definitely be a spur. Uh, he's he's an absolute headhunter. He's a beast. So this is this is a major get, especially to uh, get back into Aliquippa. Uh, you know they've had some pretty good players there. Drayvon Askew Henry was pretty good uh, coming out of there. Jaleel Fields, who's also a Mountaineer uh, defensive lineman, and then uh, your boy Darrell Rivas Coop. He's he's from Aliquippa. I'll equip him, man. I knew it. Yeah, so that that's big. 
Uh, and then for our recruit of the week, we're going to go with uh, wide receiver out of North Carolina, Bryce Wheaton, who had 132 all-purpose yards, touchdown, and he blocked kick, uh, which is good to see out of him. He was injured for uh, a good good portion of the season, so he's getting back into it, and that's that's awesome to see. Awesome, very awesome indeed. Uh, West Virginia, with the commit of Reigns, I saw moved up to number 18 in one of the recruiting websites, team rankings though that's very impressive haven't been that high in a while so hopefully the class sticks together and maybe the Mountaineers keep improving so hopefully they're up there by signing day yeah yeah that's that's gonna be big and keeping Reigns committed is gonna be big he seemed pretty sure that he'd stay but if Penn State decided that they had an opening and they uh ramped up their recruiting efforts that's the one that Mountaineers fans are going to have to worry about that but i think reigns uh eventually signs with west virginia and this this is big there we go good things there from holgerson and hopefully we'll see good things on saturday on the field from holgerson and the mountaineers as they play number 15 iowa state who is playing some great football heading into this week and the west virginia frankly is not so it should be a an, an interesting matchup at 330 on mountaineer field well, with that said, John, another great podcast in the books. Next yeah, week, it's been a blast. Like I said, it has been a blast. Next week, like I said, we're going to preview West Virginia football. We're going to preview West Virginia basketball. And guess what? It's high school football playoffs. It's an exciting time to be a fan of West Virginia sports. So make sure you're with us, following us along next week as we'll ramp things up and have another great week of talking sports. You'll hear us next week.